0: With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing to keep the Grinch away from the toy drive. Who's going to deliver the toys to the kids? What about me, the Grinch? No. Yep, even easier than that. You steal the presents one time. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Copyright Turner Entertainment Company. The following measures to enhance commitment controls and prevent the accumulation of arrears. Alignment of the quarterly budget allotment of cash flows forecast and tighten the use of allotments as a control on the givens rather than a budget starting with the 2024 budget. Standardized contracts for public works to ensure flexibility. of good works consultancy, non-consultancy and asset disposal, improve budget execution practices by undertaking the following. Approval of MPAs commencement requires to be done within the first quarter of any fiscal year to allow MDA sufficient time to complete procurement and payment processes before end of year. enforcement of the use of give for all transactions to prevent Unbudgeted expenditure, internal audit agency to ensure that public officers within covered entities adhere to the legal and regulatory principles governing public financial management in the discharge of their duties. All public officers, particularly principal spending officers of covered entities, will be held to the strict application of the specified section as specified in section 96 to 98. Of the PFM Act. Mr. Speaker, the Public Financial Management Act 2016, Act 921, was passed to regulate the financial management of the public sector within a macroeconomic and fiscal framework. This law sets out stringent accounting, audit, and reporting requirements for public funds. As the first Finance Minister to oversee the implementation of this critical law, I am confident that this government has been the most transparent and accountable in our history. Over the past seven years, I have laid before this House 55 statutory reports to fulfill the provision of this law. These include the annual report on petroleum funds, report on the utilization of the African levies as examples. We have also learned key lessons from the helpful feedback from our stakeholders most of these formed the core of the macro-critical reforms being implemented under the IMF-backed PCPEC program. Mr. Speaker, as the government's PCPEC program enters the second year, we plan to assess progress and deepen our collaborations for reforms at the PFM Summit to be organized by April 2024. We encourage our development partners to join us on this journey. Mr. Speaker, in the rail sector, we expect overall rail GDP growth to increase from an expected 2.3% in 2023 to 2.8% and reach 5% in 2027. This yields an average growth rate of 4.3% over the 2024-2027 period. Non-oil rail GDP is projected to slow down for an estimated, from an estimated 2.8% in 2023 percent in 2024 and pick up to two to five percent by 2027 given an average growth rate of 4.1 over the 2024-2027 period mr speaker the bank of ghana has maintained the tight monetary policy stand to firm up this inflation process among other measures the bank has further raised the monetary policy rate by a cumulative 300 basis points in the year to September 2023 to 30%. In the outlook, monetary policy in 2024 and the medium term will, re, will aim to regain price stability. Inflation is expected to remain within the IMS programs. Monetary policy consultation costs of 29.4% of a symmetric band of 4% at the end of 2023 an end-year target of 15% in 2024, and trend further down to the medium-term target band of 8 plus or minus 2% by end December 2025. A tight monetary policy stance, favorable base drifts, relative stability on the foreign exchange market, and a favorable food harvest are expected to outweigh inflationary pressures over the near term. In the outlook, the external sector's performance will largely depend on the conclusion of negotiations with the country's external creditors. Also, the Bank of Ghana's policy thrust will remain focused on increasing external buffers through sustainable means. The exchange rate is expected to remain stable, supported by continued progress with implementation of the IMF-supported program, expected inflows from the cocoa syndication loan, the second tranche of the IMF loan, mining inflows, and the BOG's continuation of the Gold for Oil program. The main risks to the Senate outlook include increasing uncertainty about geopolitical tensions and volatility in commodity prices. Mr. Speaker, the IMF Executive Board approved Ghana's three year three billion IMS supported post-COVID-19 for economic growth on the 17th of May 2023, after the Government of Ghana secured a staff level agreement on the program in December 2022. The program, as you know, aims to restore macro-stability and debt sustainability, build resilience through the implementation of wide-ranging and strong structural reforms in key sectors of the economy and lay the foundations for stronger and more inclusive and private sector-led growth, while protecting the poor and the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mr. Speaker, the IMF-supported PCPEC is assessed semi-annually by the IMF through an IMF staff review mission, followed by final approval by the IMF Executive Board. Disbursements under the program are tied to successful completion of each review. The reviews assess our progress towards meeting the quantitative performance criteria, indicative targets, and structural benchmarks. Mr. Speaker, I'm glad to inform this August House that based on the IMS own assessment at the staff level after the first review, Ghana met all the six quantitative performance criteria, the two out of the three indicative targets, the two met a flaw on social spending the flow on non-oil public revenue. The indicative target on zero net accommodation of payables was extended largely to the ongoing negotiations with energy sector IPP on legacy debt. And six of the seven structural benchmarks due in 2023 were also met, and subsequently, the sevens has been met. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal incentives and reliefs I announced previously are in line of government's five-year growth strategy, which was approved by Cabinet in August 2023. This is to stimulate and sustain economic growth, even as we restore macroeconomic stability under the IMF-back program. The first phase, which is a 14-month program, essentially focuses on scaling up prioritized assistance programs and attracting private sector investments to deliver rapid results without significant demands on budgetary resources. As a speaker, the growth strategy prioritizes key sectors of the economy, including agriculture, agribusiness, and aquaculture, trade, industry, and export promotion, tourism, as well as digitization and technology. The recently launched Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue will support this path of growth. A permanent steering and technical committee co-led by the Ministries of Finance, as well as Ministry of Trade and Industry, and the private sector, and supported by development partners, is being set up to drive this collaboration for growth. Mr. Speaker, last year I discussed the enormous impact of the food import bill on exchange rate volatility and inflation. I made clear how unsustainable the imports are and the need to change course. The growth strategy, therefore, supports the implementation of interventions that increases our capacity to produce deepen value chains, facilitate and modernize storage facilities, and increase the shelf line of products. These improvements are expected to help support exports, build forest exchange buffers, and reduce inflation of earmarked, of earmarked funds. Mr. Speaker, we would also like to appreciate on this level the contributions of key stakeholders including the Managing Director, the Management and Staff of the IMF, the World Bank, the AFDP, and development partners who play diverse roles in this journey. Mr. Speaker, we are equally grateful to the Council of State CSOs, Labor Unions, Employees Association, AGI, FDOs, think tanks and research institutions and all other stakeholders who played various roles in the process. Let me note, Mr. Speaker, Labor's remarkable composure and historic agreement yesterday to ensure that our discussions with the Fund was not derailed. We thank Labor for this. Mr. Speaker, Planting for Food and jobs (laughs) 2.0. Mr. Speaker, Honourable Minister, Honourable Minister, just a minute. Honourable members, in line with order 42 of the standing orders of our house, I hereby direct that sitting be held outside the normal sitting hours. Honourable Minister, you may now continue. Thank you very much, Mr Speaker. Mr. Speaker, in seeking to change the course of the agriculture sector, the President in August twenty twenty three with the new Minister of Agriculture launched the planting for Food and Jobs 2.0. By design, PFJ 2.0 places greater emphasis on value chain approaches and focuses on strengthening linkages between actors along eligible agricultural commodity value chains broadly categorized into grains, roots and tuber, vegetables and poultry. The PFJ has a special focus on poultry to address the heavy reliance on imports. Accordingly, 15 ankle farmers and 500 outgrowers in five regions Ashanti, Greater Accra, Bono Bono East, and Eastern regions will be selected. The engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this twenty twenty four budget reveal the importance of developing an onion an onion index to track the production. The engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this twenty twenty four budget revealed the importance of developing an onion index to track the production distribution and consumption of the commodity. It emerged during these engagements that in 2022, demand for onions was 314,000 metric tons, while the local production was 179,000 metric tons. In addition, the national demand for tomatoes in 2022 was estimated at 1.3 million metric tons, while local production stood at 468,000 metric tons. These are two prominent vegetables in the Ghanaian households. The speaker, PLG2, therefore seeks to improve the supply and utilization of high-quality inputs, facilitate credit guarantees for aggregators to procure improved seeds, fertilizers, and pesticides and supply them on zero-interest credit terms to vegetable farmers in the immediate and short-term future. Furthermore, The condition and capacity of existing warehouses will be improved to enhance the condition and capacity in storing bumper harvests and maintaining price stability. Mr. Speaker, the growth strategy also aims to boost fish production, mostly through increased focus on oceanic and inland earthen ponds. The goal is to support fishermen, fish farmers, and fish processors in our coastal regions. Interventions planned in this subsector include direct support for production, distribution, and storage of fish, as well as producing and supplying over 110,000, 110 million liters of premise fuel using gasoline and condensate. Mr. Speaker, part of pfg Two's program strategy is to support the private commercial agriculture under the Economic Enclaves Project. Towards this, priority has been given to securing and developing lands to offer security of tenor for large-scale agriculture investments. The focus on large-scale commercial agriculture is to harness the benefits of scale and scope of economies, promote the adoption of technology for efficiency and standardization, as well as support price stabilization efforts. As of December 2022, Three enclaves in Casonia, Greater Accra, Kumewu, Ashanti and Banda Oti region were operational. Five out of five other enclaves are planned in twenty twenty four to promote value addition, integration, and deepening aggregation and value chain systems to serve as economic growth goals. The three operational EEPs will lead to production of 160,000 metric tons of rice by end of 2024, over 110,000 acres of land in cultivation. For the key staples, private sector actors investing on EEP will provide employment for the youth with a target of at least 5,000 jobs. Already, Mr. Speaker, 10 private sector actors have responded to the expression of interest to predominantly act as anchor farmers on the developed lands. Government will also pursue the interest expressed by other international private sector operators to unlock investments and technology for the economic enclave projects. We are also using the EEP to leverage catalytic financing from key partners, including Mastercard Foundation and the African Development Bank. To implement the economic enclave at scale and speed, as I mentioned, Ghana city's $1 billion has been allocated to Millennium Development Authority to complement PFJ 2.0. This funding will be dedicated to providing critical infrastructure, including irrigation canals, as well as cleaning and developing, developing land for private sector actors in the EEP. Other key interventions under the Ghana CARES program, such as the completion of a fundry, will benefit from this fund. MEDA has a remarkable record from the implementation of two compacts under the Millennium Challenge Corporation, one of which was agriculture and agribusiness. They continue to demonstrate experience and ingenuity that will accelerate the delivery of the growth to transform agriculture in our country. Mr. Speaker... The Digital Youth Village as a key initiative under Ghana Cares involves collaboration between the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization, Ministry of Finance and University of Ghana to support tech entrepreneurs and create vibrant tech hubs. To date, the DYB project has completed the design, land, location, site clearance, as well as securing an architect and contractor, initiating the construction phase. Phase 1 of DYV project is expected to be completed before end December 2024. Mr. Speaker, in the area of trade, industry, and export, the key operations under 1D1F free zones, export promotion, strategic and core industries, and business regulatory reforms have been prioritized under the growth strategy. Altogether, earnings from non-traditional Export are expected to increase to four billion and 4.8 billion in 2024 from 3.51 billion in 2022. 271 licensed free zone companies are expected to increase earnings to 2.19 billion in 2024, compared to earnings of 1.8 billion from 207 licensed free zone companies in 20. 22. As a speaker, Ghana remains the re- preferred tourist destination in the sub-region, a steady stream of domestic and international tourists also requires dedicated spaces in cities to drive a night economy and tourism. As we promote promote December in Ghana initiatives, we will also work towards enhancing security and the enlightening infrastructure. A tax comprising public regulators and private sector actors has already been established to drive the night economy initiative and the public-private partnership arrangements. Mr. Speaker, on 14th November 2022, almost exactly a year ago, government launched the Youth Start initiative as a direct response to the employment challenge facing our country. Through this initiative, government sought to create an entrepreneurial nation by providing training, competitive funding, access to markets, and technology to our youth. This is to cause a cultural shift and guide our teeming youth into entrepreneurship by assisting them to start to build and grow their own businesses. Mr. Speaker, a year on, the preparatory works have been completed. The three components of the initiative, Youth Star District, entrepreneurship program, commercial program, and the youth USAT grace program have also been developed and piloted successfully. On 20th September, 2022, government signed an MOU with 11 banks and the Ghana Association of Bankers to support entrepreneurs gain access to capital to enhance their business. The Ghana Association of Banks have worked with us to train the participating financial institutions on the program and have completed the design of a technology platform to receive applications. The National Banking College has also been engaged under the program to train beneficiaries on behalf of the participating banks. We are working with our partners, the World Bank, the Armenian Development Corporation, through their strategic partners, has completed the mineral resource estimate report that has been prepared in line with joint oil reserves committee standards. The results of the report indicate significant bauxite quantities making the project a commercially viable one. Mr. Speaker, the master plan has been reviewed and given a seal of approval by KPMG. To ensure Mr. Speaker, the various mineral discoveries I informed deposits of iron ore are commercially viable. A high-level mineral resource study has been commissioned by GSDEC working with the private partners. A capital incentive activity has been uploaded to Ghanaian private partners to produce a standard bankable report at no cost to the Government of Ghana. This is to ensure that the integrated iron and steel industry is not faced with a continuous decline domestic production and processing of metallic minerals and associated dependence on foreign supplies for our needs. Mr. Speaker, key interventions to improve the business environment include enhancing the business regulatory reform, crowding in private sector financing of $20 billion through foreign direct investments, and amendments to the GIPC Act has been completed and submitted to Parliament. The speaker, the group strategy sets ambitious targets for easing access of the domestic private sector, including medium and long-term finance at competitive rates. government will leverage the plans of the Development Bank of Ghana, Gessel, Venture Capital Trust Fund, and the Ghana Investment Infrastructure Fund to provide loans, partial guarantees, and venture capital to private entities with transformational and strategic projects in agriculture. Mr. Speaker, channels would include the Development Bank of Ghana to increase the lending volume of the Development Bank of Ghana to 2 billion CDs for 2024. For GESEL to provide 350 million partial risk guarantees to leverage private sector participation in the agricultural sector. Government will also support DBG for fundraising of an additional billion dollars in 2024 to support their work. Mr. Speaker, the IFC working with government will pursue 500 million commitment of financing from the World Bank's IFC as a partner in Ghana's mutual prosperity dialogue. The recapitalization of banks. Mr. Speaker, government and the World Bank will recapitalize the banks through the Ghana Financial Stability Fund and the financial sector Program with over 10 billion cities, Mr. Speaker, to enable aggressive financing of private sector businesses. Mr. Speaker, the banks will be recapitalized in the coming week. Furthermore, Venture Capital Trust will be given additional funds to ensure that the private sector has access to that. Mr. Speaker, the stock of global debt as a share of global GDP, was 258% last year. Moreover, as of 2022, the stock of public debt was 238%, nine percentage points higher than in 2019. To return Ghana to a path of debt sustainability from a debt-to-GDP ratio of 89%, Mr. Speaker, we aim to be at 66% this year. The goal is to achieve a fifty five percent debt to GDP ratio and eighteen percent revenue to GDP ratio over the medium term. Mr Speaker, Ghana completed the first phase of the DDEP in February twenty twenty three, where eighty two billion CDs of old domestic debts were exchanged for newborns. In this process, Mr Speaker, the average coupon of nine point one percent were achieved with a participation rate of 84%. Mr. Speaker, we have come to the end of the domestic debt exchange program and need to focus on the standard debt restructuring to further improve the debt trajectory. Even today, even more to enable us to reach the target landing zone of 55%. Mr. Speaker, discussions with the Eurobond investors are continuing We have given a broad outline of 20 to 40% haircut under 20 years and interest rates of less than 5%. Ghana bilateral creditors, Mr. Speaker, are also working with us and we expect the OCC, Mr. Speaker, to come up with a memorandum of understanding which would ensure that this body co-chaired by France and China will deliver the appropriate MOU to the IMF for the board meeting next week. Mr. Speaker, we envision that in the coming week also extensive um, discussions of our IPPs should lead to some resolutions on uh, our payments of energy systems. And, Mr. Speaker, I'm confident That this will successfully be done in the coming uh, few days. Recapitalize a still-owned financial institution. As well as litigation commenced by shareholders of Black Shield Capital. in the 2024 budget, government will build... ...programs continuous to create and expand access to secondary school education. Mr. Speaker, far from this, in the the year under review, we continue to support a total of 448,000 first-year senior high school students, bringing the total beneficiaries for 2023 academic year to 1.3 million students. In 2024, the implementation of this transformative initiative will continue. Mr. Speaker, we continue feeding grants for over 7,500 students in special schools and capitation grants to all public basic schools across the country. Additionally, registration fees of over 471,000 prospective candidates from public junior high school for the BCE were paid to guarantee that all candidates will sit for the examination. Mr. Speaker, support for beneficiaries of the LEAP program was sustained in 2023. Government invested some $298 million to support 350,000 families. In 2024, the program will will improve financing by 50% more and continue to provide meals to more schools to enhance basic school enrollment. The National Health Insurance Scheme, Mr. Speaker, is now active with coverage of 60 million people, representing 80% of the targeted group. Efforts to integrate the Ghana card into the enrollment system are progressing steadily. Mr. Speaker, over 70, 740 million uh, has been expended, uh, invested to feed over 3.8 million people one hot meal a day in ten thousand of our public basic schools. In twenty twenty four the programme continued to provide fields to enhance basic school enrollment Mr Speaker, we continue to improve on our road networks and Mr Speaker, once the official credit committee has made its announcement we will continue of all the standardly projects that will be resumed. However, the overall projects are ongoing and are at various stages of completion. Kumasi Lake Road and Drainage Extension Project is completed. Reconstruction of Bichem, Techimanshia, Akumadin Road is 71% complete. Construction of flyover on the motorway Tema from Flab Port runabout is 60% complete. Phase two of the Tamamoto Way runabout, including construction of the third tier of the interchange, is 56% complete. Construction of four major bypasses at Osino, Nyenem, Nyerisi, and Konongo along the Akra Kumasi Highway commencing in 2023 and are various stages of completion. Reconstruction of Agona and Kwantataka Road is 44% complete. Dualization of four main roads and traffic management works 100% complete. Selected roads in 2nd D and Tucklady Phase 1 is 28% complete. Dualization of Winsawam of Bancourt Road, including the widening of the road to 10 lanes, over 6 lane expressway, and 4-lane service road interchanges at Amas- Amasaman, Kupiman, Midia, and Winsawam Project is 30% complete of four-tier interchange in and swame in the Ashanti region has commenced. With the speaker, the following projects under the master project agreement for Sino Hydro Corporation has been completed. Terminal Tamale Interchange, Western Region and Copels Inner City Roads, construction of Hohoi, in Dodi Pepesi, 64.4 kilometers, upgrading of selected feeder roads in Ashanti and Western Region. However, the following are at various stages of completion. Sunyani inner city roads, construction of Sunyani and Brickhom inner city roads, PTC runabout interchange Tapra at 80%. Mr. <laughs> speaker, Government is in the preparation for the reconstruction of the crowd motorway under the road sector's public-private partnership will give its own course. The Concession Agreement and Draft Engineering, Procurement and Construction EPC Agreement have been approved by Cabinet and will be submitted to Parliament for approval shortly. Mr Speaker, government infrastructure program will also be anchored on a strong private sector collaboration to this end, government will continue to pursue the mining sector rules rehabilitation projects.